The last month has been such a wild roller coaster ride in the Letitia Stoke trial. From courtroom drama, such as behavioral issues in court by Letitia, to inappropriate behavior by Letitia's lawyer, and the prosecution's mounting frustrations over the expert who testified that she believed Letitia had DID, formerly known as multiple personality disorder. And she was adamant that Letitia loved Gannon and believed Letitia didn't know what she did at the time of the murder, despite the evidence. We found out new information as well that we didn't hear in the past with Letitia's preliminary hearing or during the investigation. But today I'm gonna go through what we learned throughout the trial and get into some of the details. So now, let's get into it. As of the time of this recording, we are at the end of the trial where both the prosecution and defense rest. We heard closing arguments and now we are waiting for the jury to make a decision. Letitia had the option of taking the stand. She said she wanted to wait until the doctor who did her evaluation was finished her testimony and then ultimately decided to not take the stand. Now let's dive into these important moments. We learned that Dr. Lewis didn't do the defense any favors and didn't help the prosecution either with direct answers. She would never give a yes or a no answer, making it very frustrating for the prosecution and the gallery and us watching. Dr. Lewis was a mess on the stand. Now my observation, she would not give a direct answer. As I said, I wonder what she was told before she met Letitia because it seemed like she already went in with it as Letitia has multiple personalities, can you take a look? Rather than here's an inmate, she may be full of you know what, she may not, can you check her out? Now Dr. Lewis defended Letitia like I said, she said that she that Letitia loved Gannon, even though the evidence said that she searched, or I, yes, she searched saying, I don't like my stepson. And the prosecution saying, no, 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 wait a minute. She was aware of her actions. And the only time that DID came up was not until later, until this last psychiatrist, Dr. Dorothy Lewis, and the prosecution said, if his body wasn't found in Florida, do you think we'd be talking about insanity in this trial, which is a very, very important point. And Josh Tolini, Letitia's defense attorney, said that, you know, Letitia suffered a mental breakdown during this crime and that this extreme violence that she put on Gannon is proof that, you know, a rational person wouldn't do that and use that much force to kill a child. It was stated that Dr. Lewis described Letitia as one of the most mentally ill people she had ever treated which I guess would go be above and beyond Ted Bundy because she consulted with him. She also consulted apparently Robert De Niro for a movie that he did years and years ago called Cape Fear. And then she ended up saying on the stand that she, he didn't do a very good job in her opinion. But Tallini says, this wasn't a pre-planned calculated killing for some game. This was a psychotic break fueled by rage, attacking a demon from the past. Now next, there was an outburst by Letitia's brother when he was on the stand. His name is Dakota. He took the stand and immediately cried out, why Tisha? And it turns out Dakota saw the green suitcase the day he was helping Letitia load the van for her to head to Florida. He asked Letitia if she needed help as he noticed that she was really struggling with the luggage. She told him no. And when he asked what's in it, she said that there were softball equipment in it and he felt that there was something not quite right with the whole thing. Now let's get to Harley. Letitia's daughter Harley announced that she was lied to about 
her deceased father by Letitia. When Harley took the stand, she said she thought her dad was killed by a burglary gone bad, but found out that he actually died by a drug overdose. Her mom lied to her, which is a common theme in Letitia land, but she just found out the week before she took the stand and she was subpoenaed on there. Harley said that she felt manipulated and it was kind of one of those things throughout Harley's life that would happen looking back from Letitia. Next, Letitia claimed that an alter personality is the one responsible for murder of Gannon. One of her alters is named apparently Maria Sanchez. No one other than Letitia and Dr. Lewis could corroborate that Maria story, only those two. And notable in February of 2020, which in that time frame was after Gannon was thrown from the bridge and before she was arrested, she Googled Spanish girl names and lo and behold, here comes Maria. And notable, Maria didn't come out to play the entire trial. Also notable, Letitia is an insult to those who actually suffer from DID or any mental health disorders. And here she is faking it, as the other doctor said. Now next, Letitia acted like an ill-mannered teenager in court. Letitia and her lawyer acted like they were on a first date, pretty much. This is no joke. They were giggling, smiling, and being inappropriate. In fact, the prosecution said, I don't know what's so funny over here to my left. Letitia was busted for giving the finger. She was covering her ears, especially when the court played the calls between her and Al, and also when she was on video. She was, however, attentive with Dr. Lewis, and when the defense was talking, and when Gannon's autopsy pictures were shown. Now, not once did Maria come out there either. Also, they played a video of what she thought was supposed to be Maria. She took on that persona with a Russian voice, it was said, but it kind of sounded more like a gangster voice and a bad one at that. And speaking of toddlers, she also broke out of her cuffs when she was transported, when she was first arrested, and she actually beamed the uh, deputy in the head with a monster drink. And they pulled over and they said, Letitia, stop. And she's going, it wasn't me. I wasn't doing this. And you just, it was a whole, it looked like a toddler. She looked like a toddler. But also later on, she was claiming that's when Maria, that, that was Maria acting, just like Maria was doing those things to Gannon. Also toddler-like was in court, they showed video of her being in the uh, El Paso County Sheriff's Office being interviewed. And when she was interviewed, she was saying, oh, I peed, because she was trying to leave the interview. But then it backfired on her because they said, you know, you, you can't go anywhere. So she, you know, ups the stakes a little bit, fakes a little bit of a medical emergency, in my opinion, everybody else's opinion, except for Letitia, and then goes and ends up at the hospital. We also learned that she was picked up nearby the hospital because she didn't want to do a, uh, a kit, a SANE kit. So she left the hospital and went to a fast food place. Her daughter Harley and Harley's coworker came to pick her up. And as soon as she entered the vehicle, she said to the coworker, oh, I hope you don't think we're a bunch of murderers. And one more toddler moment, uh, there's a lot more, but you know, one of them was that when she was in a parking lot, she actually was approached by agents and they wanted her to hand over the keys to Harley's vehicle. Harley was in the store, Letitia was out in the parking lot and they wanted uh, the, the phone of Harley as well because they already had taken Letitia's phone. And Letitia had the keys and she chucked them across the parking lot took off and they ended up catching up to her and then they uh you know they grabbed her and 
told her about the search warrant and whatnot. So this was just after she was hiding in the back seat while Harley drove and being paranoid that somebody was following her. And in fact, somebody was following her. Now, the other doctors and experts throughout the trial testified and not one person or one ounce of a comment of the diagnosis of DID. In fact, everybody else said that she acted quite sane and magically, and actually that's one of the words that Dr. Lewis said, magic, it was magic. Magically, the only person that it mattered to act like Maria was in front of Dr. Lewis. And Dr. Lewis somehow believes everything that Letitia says. And when the doctors did look at her beside Dr. Lewis, they believed that she was feigning or faking being insane. And they mentioned that numerous times. Now, next is her Google searches. These were something else. We heard new searches in the trial. She doesn't like her stepson. She was researching or searching about a decomposing body before Gannon was found. She was looking for uh, facial reconstructive surgery, finding a new man. When does the FBI take over the case, make a fake Snapchat video? How long does a body start to decompose in a bag? I need to change my look to hide. It keeps going and going and going. She also wanted to get a fingerprint rubber to make a fingerprint, it says and how to my, make my fingerprints not scan. What does a dead body look like after a month? And Letitia was peeking at those autopsy photos. She asked, do they check in ditches under bridges? Can I get a plea with no jail time? Now next, Al and Letitia had 14 recorded calls where Al kept his composure and did a great job on that phone. And given the circumstances, and Letitia just fed him a bunch of lies. And while Al was on the stand, he also did an incredible job. He held his boundaries. He asked for clarification on things, especially when Mr. Tolini brought up a picture and showed a picture of, uh, I believe it was the one with Gannon and Letitia at the Garden of the Gods. And Mr. Tolini left it up there. And Al said, uh, come grab this. I don't want it up here. And he also asked Mr. Tolini to clarify things because at one point he was asking Al uh, or he was saying well you think Letitia's intelligent and Al was going can you show me where that is I'd like to see that I'd like, like to see my exact words kind of thing so good for him for putting up boundaries and for looking after Gannon of course and that was an important point in, in my opinion now there was also an interview shown with Agent Grusing and Letitia finally admitted that she made up stories to Al about Eduardo and the Pals, but she also lied to law enforcement. And Agent Grusing said that Letitia would only describe Gannon's characteristics, but she wouldn't describe the last memory she had of Gannon. And he said that's because it was most likely horrible. Now, another interesting thing, a couple days before the trial was wrapped up, there was a motion that was submitted by the defense asking to drop all charges against Letitia. And it was specifically, it said, focused on the first degree murder charges that Letitia is facing. And it's interesting that Josh Tolini was looking at these details when he couldn't even get her name correct. He says that there was a lack of evidence from the prosecution proving that the murder of Gannon was premeditated. However, now more than ever, it looks like beyond the premeditation we thought it was. And Gannon, never stood a chance even though he fought for his life. We learned that Gannon was burned, he was shot, he was stabbed 18 times, and he was hit 
four times in the head that fractured his skull and he was drugged and he fought back. She put him in a suitcase and put him in the storage room and covered it with a bunch of boxes. Then later, she called authorities and called him in as a runaway. And the prosecution said, just by looking at these injuries, what does that tell you? Gannon was defending himself. He was fighting off. Despite having hydrocodone in his system, despite being lethargic, he was able to fight her off. 18 times, she took a knife and stabbed him, Mr. Young said from the prosecution. Also in the trial, it was stated that from the evidence, they were able to surmise that Gannon was in bed for part of the time and also likely on the floor for the other part of time. Remember the interview from Spencer Wilson with Letitia's dumb head turned towards everybody else? Well, Spencer said that Letitia pulled up next to him and was bugging him and uh, being condescending about his coverage of the search. He said Letitia seemed angry at the fact that the search was getting so much attention in the media. And he said when he offered Letitia to do the interview and to state her concerns and message to the community that Letitia agreed, but only with her back turned to the camera. Remember how weird that was? And she said that was because she was concerned for her safety. And Spencer also testified that at the end of this video where we saw Letitia crying, that she took a couple cracks at it. And he said it was quite contrived. We also learned throughout the trial that Letitia called Gannon's mom Landon from Gannon's phone. And in my opinion, that was a strategy session from Letitia just to poke the bear. Also, there was DNA found to shoes belonging to Letitia. They found DNA from Gannon on a scrub brush, his toothbrush, couch, area rug, suitcase, blankets, Gannon's fingernails, empty Heinz vinegar bottle, Amazon box, bed sheet in a laundry basket, Gannon's bed, pillows, the base of the stairs, carpet, electrical socket, electrical outlet cover, and Letitia had several burner phones as well. One of the things that was pretty big to me through the trial is finding out that when the authorities arrested Letitia, they found a blanket in her suitcase that had Gannon's blood on it. So immediately I go to trophy. What do you think below? Let me know. Now, the forensic psychologist who was one of the first ones to assess Letitia, she said, I did not believe she had a severe mental illness. She said that Letitia did act a little odd, such as humming to herself and talking to vampires apparently. But she said, Letitia didn't really seem to fit what was going on. And that was said a few, quite a few times. And Letitia's answers to some tests was actually um, implying that she manipulated these answers. And the psychologist said she was talking to people on the phone in jail and saying illogical things. She said that she wasn't doing well and losing her mind. But when she talked to Harley, she had clear coherent requests when talking to her daughter on the same date. She was actually heard saying also that she would pass sanity tests with flying colors. So there's been a lot of chitter chatter and there's been a lot of opinions about the first psychologists, plural, who assessed Letitia and that was closer to the date of the murder rather than way off in you know November of 2022, just recently really with Dr. Lewis. 
It's strange, very, very strange. Back to the stories that Letitia told, there were more than we originally thought. We thought it was Eduardo and Quincy and all these, but you know, we found out about a pregnant woman and Uncle Matt and a pregnant woman that's not pregnant because she stuffed her belly full of money. It goes on and on. And one of the other things we found out was that Letitia tried to bribe a member from the neighborhood and it just, it really does go on. But at the end of the day, it's about a little boy, an 11-year-old little boy named Gannon Stoke, who had an entire lifetime to live. And he never gets to grow up. He never gets to be around his mom and his dad. He never gets to be around his siblings. This is a case that I've covered here at It's a Crime for three and a half years. And it will never, ever, ever, ever leave my heart. And I know for you watching, you probably feel the same way. This has been a hard month, a hard three and a half years. And I'm not family. I'm not his family. I'm not, I'm just Linda from It's a Crime. And I can't imagine what it's like for his mom and dad and loved ones. I did a live stream the other day for almost nine hours. We were hoping for a verdict and that never came. However, I urge you not to worry. I have full faith in the prosecution. I know they laid out the best they could and they did a great job. I don't know what happened with Dr. Lewis, but it was a little bit of a you know what show, but I think that's a good thing. And I said this in the beginning that if an attorney can't even get her name right and said stouch throughout the whole thing, which if I never hear that again, that would be too soon. But if he can't even do those details, he's not gonna get it right. And here we are. So it's a good thing. A little painful the last couple days to listen to that, but it's a good thing. Letitia premeditated this. She started as soon as Al left, in my opinion. And she did everything that she could to annihilate this little boy. And then she also took the steps to cover it up. Thankfully, she didn't do a good job but at the cost of a little boy. Now, things you might not know is Letitia wrote the judge in previous years, numerous times. Letitia wanted pink lights on for herself to support her cause, not Gannon. She didn't search for Gannon. And she created such trauma for these families. And on top of that, she decided to lie over and over and over again. Meanwhile, she's torturing the man she's supposed to love, her husband, with extra stories on top. She is not crazy. She is not insane. She's just a master manipulator and something she's used to for years and years and years. So don't worry, justice is coming. If it's tomorrow, then it's tomorrow. If it's by Friday, it's by Friday, but I have full faith that justice is going to be served and she will never do this to another human being or child ever again. And we're going to be there for it. I will be live streaming the verdict and let's hope because I'm told that it depends about sentencing. If it's the judge, uh, it, it's up to the judge. So it could be that same day. It could be a different day. It could be weeks from now. It just depends on him. I think, that the judge is going to make it quick, if he can. I also think that we should all be prepared for what Letitia does when the verdict is given. She's misbehaved in court, she's misbehaved in these last three and a half years, and she 
is about to misbehave again. And this is not going to be, unfortunately, the last we ever hear of Letitia Stelk. However, hopefully there's some comfort that she can be sitting behind bars. And this isn't going to be a picnic because she's not going to be able to be at the county jail anymore. So she can talk about her threats to her peanut butter all she wants. And now I can speak Spanish and say, adios. Let's give the blue hearts for Gannon, our little buddy. Justice is coming and it's beyond time. See you at the verdict. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.